Toronto Star Monk School Global Affairs and Public Policy Investigation, and they have found that profitable short-term rentals uh, posted on websites like Airbnb are replacing long-term rental housing. Now, that's no shock here. The result, though, they say thousands of rental units are now being filled with tourists instead of Torontonians, and this could have a horrible effect on the city. Here to talk about that, Torben Weiditz is a researcher with Fairbnb. Welcome to the show, Torben. Good to have you on, and thanks for, you know, suffering thanks the long enough. introduction. <laughs> Shakespeare is always important. All right, good stuff. Now, let's just explain maybe off the top what exactly Fairbnb is. Fairbnb is a coalition of groups and organizations ranging from um, hotel workers to all the way uh, to condo owners, um, residents associations, um, um, affordable housing advocates that have an interest in um, regulating companies like Airbnb to protect the city's housing stock from being turned into what we call ghost hotels. And Torben, did you come up with this uh, Fairbnb yourself? Yeah, I'm one of the um, very early members of the coalition that we founded in, I think, July 2016. And we have been um, advocating for rules since then. And we have released a number of research reports since that have demonstrated the negative impact that uh, the growing short-term rental economy has on the city's housing and labor markets. Why did you become interested in what Airbnb was doing? Um, because, um, you know, I've been, uh, I was a researcher for a hotel workers union and hotel workers are negatively impacted by Airbnb on, at two uh, levels. One, um, in terms of, um, the jobs that are being lost because, um, folks are moving into, um, an unregulated, uh, ghost hotel economy. And then secondly, because a lot of our members, um, have uh, difficulties finding affordable and accessible housing. So they are hit twice, once in the labor market and once in the housing market. And uh, we have seen around the world that it's necessary to regulate these companies. And uh, we have been working closely with folks in San Francisco, Los Angeles, New York City, and other places that have gone through the motions of regulating Airbnb. Um, and that's why, you know, I came and became involved uh, in and the first place. Torben, where are you living? Um, I'm living uh, downtown. Okay, but you're not downtown Toronto. You're downtown... No, I'm in downtown Toronto. Oh, you are. But we're, I, yeah, I, yeah. I thought that things started out um, somewhere in Europe with Airbnb. Um, no, that's that's something different. Uh, you may be uh, conflating us with the uh, Fairbnb Co-op, which is a cooperative housing platform that got uh, started in um, uh, in Amsterdam, actually. Right. And, and they noticed that things were changing in their city. But mainly, you know, Toronto, we talk about how... You know, I was just recently Googling where to go on vacation because I actually there's I mean, the world's a big place. And Toronto kept coming up as one of the big vacation spots, one of the top 10 places to go and see. Is that is this buzz about Toronto turning into this great spot? Is this fueling that um, the Airbnb ghost hotel situation? Um, it's always the worst uh, in cities where um, a very tight housing market meets meets a, uh, a booming tourist economy. And that's the case in places like, you know, Barcelona, New York City, Berlin, Toronto. So we are we are within, you know, it, it's correct that this is part of it. But the other part is really that we have undergone a tremendous housing boom over the last decade. We have built uh, tens of thousands of condo units. And these condo units are often held by investors and flipped on the short-term rental market as um, quasi-hotel inventory. Um, and that's, that's more or less the, the, the situation here in Toronto. People have figured out they can make a lot more money on the short-term rental market. And that's why they're circumventing all kinds of existing rules, regulations, bylaws, condo board rules, 
in order to make a lot of cash. And, um, you know, that's, that's really what's fueling the situation in Toronto. And that's what, what um, you know, takes housing stock away from people that actually want to live here and uh, reallocates this to tourists and um, guests. I wonder if people would find it shocking that, you know, if you break down the numbers of this report, Toronto's top commercial Airbnb operators, 20,000 of them uh, are in the city. The number of Toronto uh, listings on Airbnb are 20,000. That is a lot of uh, uh, potential apartments for people to live in. And we're finding, you know, people are now going for condos and we're hearing there was a lineup and we got into a bidding war to rent a condo. And and it, it does speak to exactly what you were talking about. There are management companies that um, make no bones about it. They say, listen, uh, you can rent out your spare condo to a tenant for a year, make about uh, $2,500 a month, or you can list it out on Airbnb and on average make about $4,100 a month. So you can see why if you're a real estate uh, investor, why that looks attractive. But what is it doing to the city beyond um, getting rid of the uh, amount of rental units in the city? What is it doing to the actual flavor of Toronto? Well, I think it makes it, uh, on the one hand, it makes it a much more unaffordable place. And, um, you know, we who have long had a housing crisis, um, low and moderate income families have long suffered from finding affordable housing in the city and places to live. And now we're turning the most attractive, um, most well-served neighborhoods in the city of Toronto that were built, planned, approved, zoned um, as residential neighborhoods. We're turning these into um, ghost-to-tell areas that, uh, you know, become, that that inflate the housing cost all around them. Um, So it becomes a much more unaffordable place in the city. And uh, on the other hand, I think it also spreads a lot of nuisance and um, health and safety issues into residential communities, condo towers, uh, low-rise communities that um, are a result of this uh, ghost hotel economy. And, uh, you know, that's that's sort of the, the other side of it. I think we, we're dealing with like this, this two-prone problem here. Sure. We're, we, you know, everybody remembers chair girl, Khaleesi, that threw the chair off the uh, balcony. We hear that, that that was an Airbnb rental, most likely, and they were partying it up. That's right. And that, that's happening all the time. And uh, people that get stuck in a condo that may have bought into a condo or are renting a unit in the condo and then find out that this building is essentially a hotel, like the ice condos of Fionnard Front, where you have hundreds of units being used as um, ghost hotel suites. Um, you know, that's kind of a shocking revelation for people that, um, you know, think they found a place to live and a place to call home. And then they realize that they are in a party zone and, um, you know, they're stuck in many ways. There are some rules in in place that the uh, city passed last year, but they haven't gone into effect yet regarding short-term rentals. And that is because they're being challenged right now. So um, what do you, in the meantime, they're being challenged. There's a, a schedule review at the local planning appeal tribunal this August. What do you propose is to be done in the meantime? Well, you know, one thing that Airbnb um, could easily be doing is to uh, remove all the multi-listing hosts from its platform that offer more than one entire home. Um, so we know that uh, we know the exact number of these multi-listing hosts. We know that they are not sharing their own principal residence. They're not like, you know, like you and I, you know, sharing our place when we go away on vacation. Those are people that hold investment properties that um, either lease up, buy up, or otherwise acquire dozens and dozens of properties. And Airbnb is very much... Uh, in the know. They, they know exactly where these places are. They could remove them and they could add um, back to 
But if Airbnb removes them back to the stock, yeah, right. If they remove the houses, wouldn't that management company still be able to use some other uh, way of getting short-term rentals in there? Whether it's you know businessmen in for a month doing you know some work. Um, that's right. I mean, the, Airbnb is definitely not the only platform, but it's the dominant platform. It's the market leader. So if we start uh, with Airbnb and hold them accountable and ask them to comply with the city's already approved rules. I think that would put a huge dent into the number. And, um, you know, the rules and regulations that are going to be approved will apply for all short-term rental companies, and they will all have to apply, uh, will have to comply. So um, I think it's good to start with Airbnb because it's it's literally, you know, the market leader and, you know, more than 85% of Toronto's short-term rentals are um, uh, advertised and uh, rented through that platform. Torben, do we have to look at, at the hotel industry and and possibly look at them changing their model a little bit? Because, you know, I think a lot of people want those safe, you know, even if they're small, self-catering kitchens. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the hotel industry is already um, doing exactly that. Um, at the other hand, what we also see is that in previous uh, decades, when we had a tourist boom in the city of Toronto, we saw a huge influx of new um, hotel investment, and that has not taken place this time around because of the unregulated nature of Airbnb that abuses residential housing stock as hotel rooms. So investors that would usually invest in sort of um, uh, hotel stock and would think about, like, what else can we offer here? How can we change our product mix? Um, that's not happening because Airbnb is basically picking up the slack here and investors are confused as to, you know, whether it's worth worth their while to um, do exactly that. So you're hoping that we'll go, we'll go the way that New York has gone and New York does not allow any short-term rentals like that? No, I, I wouldn't use New York. I would look at San Francisco. And San Francisco, um, you know, we, i.e., like the city of Toronto has followed um, San Francisco's model with regards to holding Airbnb accountable. And in San Francisco... Airbnb had to remove more than half of or about half of their listings uh, from the platform. Um, So I I would definitely look at uh, San Francisco for um, uh, a regulatory model that um, should work best. Appreciate your time today, Torben. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having us. Cheers.